Hey, Lock everyone. We're coming in from, uh, from Hancock, Maine. We have Duncan Miller from United Kingdom. He is a Rett Syndrome activist. He's an advocate. He is speaking up for all of us Rett Syndrome families and our girls. And hi, Duncan. I want to welcome you to the show. Hi, Rosemary. Hi, Tom. Hey, good morning. I'm uh, in uh, Siberia, USA here. Both of us, I guess, but more so Boston than uh, Hancock, Maine. But uh, thank you. Uh, and how, is, how? Well, first of all, let's give because hopefully we're going to have some um, listeners call in today, and so we'll give out the call uh, in number, which is six four six nine two nine two four five one, and. Uh, it was just about two minutes ago I, I said to Duncan, it's, I, I feel honored because I feel like it's a, an episode of Downton Abbey with his beautiful uh, British accent. So yeah. welcome so much. You've, you've honored the show, and I want to let uh, turn it over to Rosemary. And, Rosemary, you uh, fill in the audience and uh, how you guys met. And, what, of course, fill, you know, for people who don't know what Rets is, fill, you know, bring them up to date. And um, I think there's a great story here, especially about your activism, um, Duncan. And so I'll, I'll give it over to you, Rosemary. Okay, thanks, Tom. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you, Duncan. And uh, how, how I, I came, how I met Eric, came across Duncan was on Facebook, uh, him posting a lot of pictures of all of our girls. In fact, he has one of my daughter Victoria that he did up was very special about smiling. She had this very huge, vibrant smile on her face. And he makes up these beautiful pictures, and he's also, if I'm correct, you, you've done some marathons you've been running. or, or in, Did you do the Disney one? Just Did you happen to do that yeah. one, Duncan? Yeah, we did the Disney Princess um, Half Marathon a couple of weeks ago with a whole lot of um, mums um, in support of girls with Rett syndrome. Um, but we, we, we kind of, you know, we, we believe that um, being active uh, just kind of illustrates how necessary it is for us to um, kind of, show what we want to give girls with Rett syndrome back with many of them being unable to walk, um, you know, it, it's just the fact that you can, um, going out there and doing it and talking about it and saying, how can you help the girls? Um, we find marathons and we do loads of crazy things the side of the ocean. Uh, we, we've, we've done double Tough Mudders, that's two laps of a Tough Mudder routine in one day. It's a marathon obstacle course. This month we've got um, a double double tough matter coming up, which will be an ultra marathon obstacle course. Um, so lots and lots of crazy things. Wonderful. Well, I have a question now, uh, 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 Rosemary. You can fill me in as well. Are there different, uh, um, say, say uh, advances or with with Lorette's or some uh, some girls more debilitated than others are? Uh, how how yes. far does the disease advance? Well, with with my daughter, I'll I'll, I'll uh, pop up on this one, Tom. With my daughter Victoria, she is immobile. She's in a wheelchair and she's unable to really use her hands. Uh, occasionally, she will reach out for something, but uh, in you know in her case, yeah, she has never ever taken a step. She's never walked. But we never want to say never. We want to say that uh, in the future that she will be able to. Uh, and some girls are actually up walking around. Uh, they may have a bit of an abnormal gait to their walk, but uh, they are up. Um, and some of them are actually, yes, they walk around and, and are much more functional than, than others. And so, so uh, Duncan, so the, the girls actually, some in some of these uh, events, some of the girls actually participate in the physical activities? 
Uh, well, in, in, in certain events, uh, you know, we, we had a little 400-meter um, race at the Disney Half Marathon for, for the kids, and, and one of the, the girls did um, kind of compete in that, and obviously it's a very, very tough thing for her to do. We have other girls that do um, things like walk a mile. Um, it, you know, it, it, the, the Brett syndrome is such a, a strange disorder with regards to how it affects people. You know, everybody gets affected in different ways. Um, and you know, the, the, we'll be beginning to understand more and more of the, the science and why that's that's applicable. Um, you know, I think it's, it's somewhere upwards of of um, only five percent of the girls actually manage to walk um, truly. So you you can see how rare that is, and and why it's so important that that we kind of keep on fighting to make a difference because we have a firm belief that we will get them walking, um, and and you know we just got to stay committed. Wow. You know, this. Um, I just had a flash. I recently saw a movie, I forget the title, but it was about how uh, they were taking the World War II vets who were completely uh, immobilized. Well, not completely. They were, uh, you know, paralyzed from the waist down. Some, some were from the neck down. But um, this one doctor didn't believe the treatment at the time was just to keep them bedridden. And eventually they died from, you know, a myriad of problems, and one of them being, you know, bed sores and infections, et cetera. And this one doctor who had defected from Germany uh, felt that this was obviously the wrong thing to do, and, and everybody thought he was inhumane at first, but he made them get up and he made them um, participate. In fact, he was the first one to create wheelchair basketball and make the uh, soldiers and the you know returning vets compete. And they not only became not institutionalized, but they went on to live fantastic lives. So this kind of sounds like the same thing. And so you guys are pioneering this thing about you know let's make the get the kids up, let's get them moving. Well, I, I think the reality is that, you know, for many, many years we've been living with old information in Rett syndrome that's sometimes 20 years old. And, and, and you know, Rett syndrome itself was only genetically diagnosed 16 years ago. Um, and much of the information that you read on the Internet is from before that genetic diagnosis. In the last 16 years, we've made massive leaps and bounds in what we know about Rett syndrome. Um, there's a device called a Toby eye gaze, or there's, there's more than just the Toby version, but these, these computers that allow the girls to, to start communicating with us with their eyes. And what we've discovered is that we totally underestimated the intelligence of these girls, um, and, and women, I should say, because it's not just girls that are affected, there are much older women too that are affected with it, and, and live this life almost locked in their prison, of, of uh, a prison of their own biology almost. Um, so we're beginning to unlock that. Um, but then there's also so much information we're learning about neurology and neuro, uh, neuroscience at the moment that is changing the way that we view these things. Um, you know, we've, we've had brilliant development. We've got drugs and we've got eight drugs in trial throughout the world that will all help alleviate and, and, and kind of progress some of the symptoms. So we, we firmly believe that we will come to a time when, when we um, turn a massive corner for Rett syndrome. Um, but you know, part of what we need to do is we need to get people to know what it is and to help us and, and, and kind of be carried along with us um, and with these, these girls and women on this journey. Wow, you know, I'm getting the chills listening to you. I don't know about you, Rosemary, but this is, you know, I, you know, I, up, up until meeting Rosemary, I had no concept of what Rets was or is, 
And, you know, I see Powers. I also saw him, a big movie guy, and I just saw The Theory of Everything, and uh, which Eddie R- Remain won, and justly so, the Oscar for his amazing portrayal of Stephen Hawking. And it sounds very similar to that movie that the only way he was able to communicate once, you know, his uh, disease set in was through eye movement and, and of course, the computer to help him talk. So, I mean, um, are there, is there a crossover in the treatment, you know, from what they're using for people like uh, Stephen Hawking and, and what and, and threats? Uh, there, there definitely is, you know, that kind of a lot of the principles that we have now come from um, stuff that was pioneered for for muscular dystrophy and and, and, and ALS and, and and things like that. You know, Toby Gaze doesn't only access girls with Rett syndrome; it, it, it accesses many people that are that are stuck in the same situation where they are prisoners of their own biology. Uh, obviously, a very common or, or well-known um, version of that is locked-in syndrome, um, and. Uh, you know, I think movies like like the one about Stephen Hawking illustrate how important it is for us to access um, the, these people. The, the the difference is though that that people had a belief in Stephen Hawking's in, intelligence prior to him becoming sick and and being um, trapped in the chair. So they always knew there was an incredibly smart man inside there. You know, for for Rett syndrome, regression happens between the ages of two and three. Um, So some of the girls that that can talk prior to regression, you know, they're not talking full sentences yet. They're very young, they're toddlers. Um, There there was kind of like this misunderstanding that, that they were left... Kind of mentally disabled, if, if if that's the only way I can describe it. But what we've discovered is that this is not the case. That um, Rett syndrome, although it's described as a a, a brain um, disorder, we, we're discovering it's more of a processing disorder. So you know the information is going in. The girls know what you're saying to them. They're trying to act to that information, but they can't perform the actions to let you know that they are because they have no control over their body and their movement and, and stuff like that. So it, it is very very tough. But the Toby the eye gaze is is changing this now. It's allowing us to access these girls. It's allowing them to access the world and tell us when they're sore, tell us when they're hungry, tell us what makes them laugh. You know, and and I think that that's just such an important part of of human life and human interaction. You know, I, um, <laughs> forgive me for jumping in here, but, uh, okay. again, okay. another movie, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, it's one of the most beautiful scenes. <laughs> They're being chased by the Pinkertons, and no matter what they try to do to evade the Pinkertons, they find them. And throughout this whole scene, and it may last about 10 minutes, they keep saying, who are these guys? And right now I'm getting the chills listening to you, Duncan, because I'm thinking, who is this guy? Um, you know, Rosemary said, oh, we've got this great guy who, you know, does marathons and he does events and he dresses up. And, you, you know, you look at your picture, you're, uh, and I invite everybody to go to your, your Facebook page, Duncan Miller, M-I-L-L-A-R, and see you because you, you kind of look like a parrot uh, in those pictures. <laughs> I can, I can, I have to pop in here for a second, Tom. Um, so I, every single October, my husband and I, we, we dye our hair purple. I mean, completely purple. We do the purple nails, purple everything. And just so I'll give you a quick story. We were in, we were in the, the uh, local store, and, and there was a woman who breezed by me. And she, it was very, you know, the the look on her face, the, the tone of voice, she says, oh, you're ready already. 
because it was, you know, October, Halloween. If I had had a moment and I was in a hurry to turn around and hand her one of Victoria's cards and say, you know, just and see the look on her face as to why, you know, we are stepping out this way. You know, my husband put a a purple tutu on at one point. He was trying to fix it. It it fell apart. So he was going to actually dress up in a tutu, go all out, get his picture taken, post it all over for Rett Syndrome. You know, it's the passion. There's just so much passion. Yeah. Well, there's an old joke about somebody going into a, an airline terminal and seeing somebody dressed like that and said, I think you might be my, uh, <laughs> because somebody made love to a parrot long ago in the, <laughs> in the family. But so, so from your image on on Facebook and hearing about what kind of a character you are and seeing this guy doing this, but you you I'm getting really seriously I'm getting the chills listening to you because I hear your passion but your your understanding of the disease so I guess I have to be being a neophytologist I have to take the role of the listener and say who is this guy I mean are you a doctor or I mean you just I mean and how did you get involved what tell us your story Duncan it's fascinating um well just just kind of like everybody else um, in the world at the moment, uh, I kind of got into Rett syndrome because of um, direct exposure. My, my goddaughter, Karis, um, got Rett syndrome. She was diagnosed uh, you know, three and a half years ago. Um, and, you know, sorry, four and a half years ago. It seems like time's flying. <laughs> and uh, when, when, when James, who's her dad, told me about it, um, you know, I, I was kind of, uh, at first I was stunned because I didn't know what to say the way that he described it and the next thing I did is I went to the process that everybody goes through I went onto the internet and I googled Rett syndrome um, and I think that was po- possibly the worst mistake I ever made um, because what I did was I googled up a, <laughs> I googled up a terrible <laughs> it is it's terrible this is anyway. fascinating uh, well, I, I love it go ahead well, what um, what came back to me was it was just terrifying, and you know, I, I I sat there and I consumed it, and I thought to myself, you know, this is what James and Bonnie's life and and Karis's life is going to become, and there was all these gloomy, horrible stories about what Rett syndrome does, and I had no understanding, and as as you know, kind of, I didn't have a doctor that told me about it or a pediatrician. I was just a friend at the time, you know. I think I'm a little bit closer to Rett syndrome now, but you know, it really, really did kind of. It was a dark, it was a dark, dark diagnosis, and um, more so for for Karis's parents. Um, and James said to me, "We've got to do something about this." Um, and and I said, "You know, well, I'm 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 the godfather, and I've taken responsibility here, and you're my best friend. I'm, you know, whatever this journey is, I'm I'm on this journey with you. So let's do what we have to do." Um, and we went through various kind of fundraising things that and. You know, we we joined various charities. We tried to raise money. We, you know, we, we the first thing that we tried to do as men was was fix this in any possible way that we could. And and for us, money was the the issue. Money is what would change it. So we raised a heck of a lot of money, and and we gave it to um, one of the charities doing you know fabulous um, research on this. Um, and slowly we kind of came out of the diagnosis, and we started to. Sort of m- m- mature into it, if that's the the right way, um, 
and our knowledge of Western Drum progressed. You know, I met a, a fantastic lady on the internet who, who lives in, in Australia whose daughter walked and, and she could type. And I got talking to her and, and she started to make me see that there was something else that I was missing with Karis. You know, I would go into the room and I would uh, I would sit with Karis and I'd say hello and, and, and that she wouldn't respond to me and she wouldn't smile smile at me. She did for her mum and dad. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, based on what I read, I thought that was just normal. And when Heather started to talk to me about it, I thought, you know, maybe I'm not giving Karis a chance. Maybe it's me that's the problem and not Karis. Um, and the next time I went around, I made, I made sure I sat down and I waited until she did acknowledge me. And it took a long time. Um, because girls with Rett syndrome generally suffer from something called apraxia as well, which is a movement disorder, which makes it difficult for them to control their movement. So it, it took a very long time for, for Karis to acknowledge me, but when she did, she gave me the biggest smile. And I think that that was a breakthrough and, and, and a, a you know, lights-on moment for me when I realized that you know, what I had been reading wasn't necessarily true. Um, and since then, I've been on this crazy adventure um, discovering more and more uh, about how bad that information is and, and how amazing these girls are that are on the inside. And the girls that I talk to um, on the Internet, um, there's a lovely young lady in, in Canada who, you know, types full essays, and I've seen what she puts, submits to class. And, you know, I see the things that she's writing, and I know this information is bad. I know we've got to change this information. So that's why I'm on this crazy quest um, to do that. Well, you know, again, I, <laughs> Rosemary, I'm just, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm speechless here. It, this is a, such a magnificent story. Um, again, I thought I was going to get some wacky guy dressed as a parrot running around the streets, <laughs> and this story uh, is extremely moving because it has ramifications not only for rats and everything else, but, I mean, just you're talking about some beautiful human principles and, you know, paying attention to people and understanding that there's more. And, and, and more than that, you know, one of the things that Rosemary and I talk about here is that, you know, I'm a believer in much more and more every day. I'm a believer in, in a sort of destiny that we, we're all here to do a certain thing and have a certain purpose. And the fact that, you know, you come face to face with rats and then you go on Google and all of a sudden your life totally changes. And now you're consumed with this. And obviously, you know, here's a lay person. You, t you speak like with all of the... Uh, the you know the wisdom of a doctor and the insight of a doctor or, or maybe even deeper than that a scientist and so not only are you transforming the lives of these gals but you're transforming your life and you, know, you want to talk about that a little bit I definitely think that that red syndrome has trans transformed my life um you know the, the principles the beliefs everything that that kind of you know six six years ago I was a very different human to to what I am now um yeah I like to say that um the the girls are put on the earth to teach us um they teach us humility and patience and and they teach us you know pure love it, it it's 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 a very special thing to connect with a girl with red syndrome it's a very special thing to be able to connect to a person who can't talk to you but you know that they're trying to tell you something and you know that they appreciate what you're doing. And when you give them that voice, they, they, they can, they can you know, say thank you. And, and for the first time, they can tell you that they don't want to watch the stupid TV program that you've put on for the last you know, two years. It, it is an amazing thing. And, and as, as, a, as a human, it, you know, I, I can only say that um, 
my my experience from Wet Syndrome has been uh, positive in that sense. It's made me a much, much better person. And you know, I, I look at everything with, with completely different eyes now. Um, uh, it, it's life-altering is the only way to describe it. You know, I, I dress up in all these crazy outfits, I dye my hair, and the reason I do that is to start a conversation with people um, because it's only when you're a little wacky that people will kind of listen to you and, <laughs> and, and listen to, to what you talk. And it's, it's kind of funny. I've been talking about Red Syndrome for six years, tra- traveling around um, the UK, South Africa, um, you know, America, and, and very seldom getting the opportunity to talk to people. I dye my hair pink, and all of a sudden I'm talking to everybody. So... It was the cleverest part of my of my life. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I kind of know what you mean. I walk around with this metal leg, and lately, the you know, it's funny how the evolution of uh, being an amputee. You know, everybody tried in the early days tried to make the, you know the limbs and the uh, prostheses uh, as um, you know inconspicuous or as cosmetic as possible, and now. Uh, it, it, it seems to be that you know there's just these pipes, and uh, it's almost a badge of honor right now as mm-hmm. social awareness. In fact, uh, during the Super Bowl, both Toyota and uh, Microsoft uh, featured um, people with prosthetics. And um, so you're right. I mean, I so when I'm out on the street, I immediately attract attention, and it's an icebreaker. So I, I see what you're doing with a little <laughs> more outrageous. In fact, when I used to ski with one leg, I would wear, I started developing these wacky hats like Dr. Seuss hats or mm-hmm. uh, Whirlybird kind of uh, propellers. On the, and, and all of a sudden, everything shifted from seeing my disability to, hey, what a great hat. <laughs> <laughs> so I see how that's, uh, that's working for you. Now, Again, I'm just absolutely, your story is a movie. I mean, you know, in the theory of everything, the, the, it, it doesn't come out, you know, that you would think that the story is about Stephen Hawking and about how he, you know, is a great scientist. And, is, and obviously that was part of the program. But the real, it was a great love story. And what you're talking about is a great love story. You know, you want to pick up on that? Don't tell me I lost you guys. Oh no, I'm right here, Tom. No, we lost. We lost. Um, oh, unfortunately, we lost. We Duncan. Lost, we, Duncan. Yeah, go ahead, Rosemary. Why don't you pick up on that? Well, uh, yes. I, I'm just the the last thing I was listening to what you were saying. I was expecting Duncan to to come in. Um, I just uh, I think I I kind of I'm as you say this whole show has been. It's an eye opener, isn't it? Uh, that's the only way I can put it. Um, I'm extremely. Oh, here he is. He's Duncan. back. Here we go. Oh, he's back. Hey, we got you back, right. Duncan. We lost you. We were. We were. <laughs> I thought it was something I said. <laughs> oh no! Oh, okay. So uh, what I was saying was um, that really, this is just as in the theory of everything, you, you know. Uh, it wasn't just a story about his life, but it was a great, great love story, and that's what I'm hearing here. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, uh, you know, this is uh, very, very moving, very emotional. It, it, it's very emotional for me. You know, when when I kind of started on this journey, I, I, I never expected to be doing anything more than, than something for James and, and Bonnie and Karis, who's my goddaughter, and, you know, 
James James decided, um, you know, three three years ago that he wanted to start a charity that that did both support and and research and and changed the, the the information that's out there. And he him and Bonnie asked me if I would be involved with it. And you know, at the time I said yes, I will. Um, I, I, I now think that was kind of probably one of the best yeses I've ever said in my life. Um, because it's kind of taken me on this roller coaster of red syndrome. Um, and we did. We started the, the the charity, and it and it became massively successful, and it's still very successful today. Um, both James and I have kind of broken off, and we're doing our own thing uh, at the moment. Uh, we're still together, um, called Army of Us, and and Army of Us is what we you know we're not a charity. We we're, we call a social activist movement, um, and you know I, I, we're trying to use social media to to inform people about Rett syndrome and, and other neurological disorders that are similar like CDKL5 and FOXT1. There's a bunch of them. And, you know, show people you know, how they can make a difference and be part of something special. And, and you know, we we focus on families. We focus on, on the girls themselves. We make sure that there's a birthday card for them when it's their birthday. You know, make them feel really, really special because that's what they make us feel like. And what started off as an adventure with just me, uh, my goddaughter and my best friend, um, it feels like I'm I'm a goddamn in two hundreds of girls now, um, which is just amazing. It's you know it's amazing the support I get. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Um, well, you know um, the name of this show is Upbeat, and you know I think again I believe <laughs> I became uh, an entertainer and a comedian and a speaker, and obviously now I have a radio show and and many more things that happened. And when I look back, Steve. Uh, Steve Jobs, who is one of my heroes, has a great saying. He says, you will never know, standing where you are, looking forward, how all of the dots in your life will connect. The only way you can tell is by looking backward. And so using that as a mainframe for, you know, a a story, you know, as the structure of a story, this is exactly what I'm hearing from you. I mean, here you are doing something, leading a life that you could have never imagined. And now, and it's a rewarding, fulfilling life. And what's your take on that? I mean, do you feel that somehow this was your purpose all along, that um, you were meant to do this? Or, you know, if you certainly, I, I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to answer your question mm. for you, but I can't, you can't feel that this is an accident. Uh, yeah, it is the, the happiest accident of my life. <laughs> In, but it's also kind of uh, about a subject that isn't, that happy, but you know, my, the purpose and the role that I have is is also to bring hope um, to a lot of people that don't have hope. Because like me, everybody else went onto the internet and read Google. Um, so you know, we, we, our mission this year um, as Army of Us is to change the information that's out there, so that people getting the diagnosis now don't um, go to that same dark place that that we did and our friends did. You know what? What I would say is, I, I don't think that I've I've been born to a special um, calling here. I think that this calling is available to everybody in the world. That you know, caring for people and caring for humans can transform your life. Um, that's what I've discovered. And and it took a, a little girl in a wheelchair that that couldn't talk to me to to show me that. Um, I think that anybody. Um, that meets them and opens their hearts to them, and not just girls with Rett syndrome, but but any person in a similar situation will realise that man is put on earth to help man, um, and you know there's nothing that that will make you feel better, or there's no greater reward than that. 
Um, it, it, so it, I wouldn't say special calling. I think all of us have this, that same calling. And, and when you discover that, that you're doing that, it will make you feel very different about life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the part that I, again, we, we, we a lot of times we talk about and we shape things that happen into our own belief system or, you know, our, our own, um, you know, operating system. And, you know, again, you know, you said it. I mean, there's nothing better to say than with all of the uh, attention of the modern societies and technology, et cetera, and everything is you know, pretty darn materialistic and self-gratifying. And what you're talking about is the absolute truth that, you know, the only way we really, you know, manifest ourselves and all of our potential as human beings is, you know, again, with love and connecting and uh, realizing, you know, it's by reaching out to the other that we really manifest, you know, all of the great power we have within. I'm exactly, it is. Yeah, the 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 world is is a fantastic place. Um, I'm, I was one of those guys. I was. I still am. I love technology. I'm also a massive Steve Jobs fan. I, uh, big part of my creativity and the things that I do is based on the fact that I'm a designer or I was a designer for many many years, which is how I got connected to it and um, by making beautiful pictures of beautiful girls telling beautiful stories. Um, but you know, kind of, I've, I've I've discovered that I get. Um, more pleasure out of out of making a beautiful picture that gets shared by a lot of people and tells a great story than I do about the new iPhone. I you know I used to religiously follow tech and new iPhone coming must be ready. Um, now yeah, the iPhone is fantastic because it allows me to tell these stories. You know while I'm in the middle of a race I can take a picture of me with the green army man and and put it up mm-hmm. and and say you know this is what we're doing for Red Syndrome be part of this. So in that way, technology has helped us massively. You know, Facebook, um, this Twitter, social media, it's helping us get the story out there, and it's responsible for helping us change the message. You know, prior to to Facebook and and all of these places where I could meet people like Rosemary and many many other parents um, from around the world, you know, I would never have been able to access Heather, who was the instigator in changing my view on what Red Syndrome is. And since Heather, I've met so many other parents that have also continued to change my view and so many other doctors and scientists and speech and language therapists and educationalists. Uh, I would never have been able to do that without social media. So there is some real true power in, in these tools that we now have available from technology. But I think that we always need to remember that they're tools and they're not going to make your life change. Um, only you are going to make your life change. So make sure that whatever you choose to do, you're really, really happy about it. it absolutely, I, and I, I feel the I same agree. way. I mean, it's amazing what we can do. So, but here I, let me, you know, I think what's, what's just overwhelming to me, and I hope I phrased this question right, it seems to me that by the discoveries that you're making in these one-to-one communications, like your awareness all of a sudden that if you just stayed with it that your your goddaughter would eventually came around and you made that discovery do you find that these that you're influencing the doctors by making them more aware of you know empirical evidence that you know there is something inside there and there is a breakthrough with communication do you feel that uh you've seen changes in the medical community because of the work that you're doing 
Um, we we are seeing we we're seeing change at at the top tier, and what we believe is that you know to bring broad change, you need to change education, and not, there are some fantastic educational institutions that are starting now. You know, we've got Great University, which is is a really progressive um, concept with regards to educating speech and language therapists and people like that. Um, you know, and, and teachers and anybody that deals with with Rett syndrome and and other similar disorders. Um, you know, how to communicate with the girls, what are better techniques. Uh, that's a long process. What we're finding, though, is other people are Googling too. You know, people people are discovering these things for themselves. And and while I'm, you know, I'm a voice for this and a voice for this change, and so are all the parents, the real voice for change is going to come from the girls themselves, you know. And I predict that within the next five years, we're going to have a flood of girls with Rett syndrome blogging about what Rett syndrome is and what the effects are because we will have unlocked that ability to do that. And and that's what's really important to me because no matter what I say, no matter how I die myself, no matter what I do or where I run, the most powerful voice for Rett syndrome is going to come from the girls themselves. And my job as a person is to enable a platform to do that. Um, and, and, and that's what Army of Us plans to do. You know, Army of Us, we're all about enabling, enabling charities that work with Rett syndrome, families oh, wait, that work you're with back. Rett syndrome. Wait, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> um, enabling oh, charities and families. Uh, did I disappear a bit there? Ah. Great. Um, yeah, I missed a little bit. I don't know what happened. But I mean, obviously we were still on the air, and I just wasn't coming over my phone, but I don't know what that was. But, um, uh, Rosemary, why don't you pick it up? Yes. yes Are you there? Right. Yes, I'm right here, Tom. Uh, just wanted to say, I, Duncan, uh, Tom happens to say to me uh, in previous shows and every now and then he'll say that uh, I climb a mountain every day when it comes to Victoria. Well, it's the truth. You know, in a way, uh, all of us parents, it seems, you know, we've got this big challenge ahead of us. But it came to me at one point in time that the reason why it doesn't feel so hard is because I know I'm not alone. I have... We all have each other out there, you know. We've all we're all voices, not only for our girls but for each other, and that's what you know. We create more and more strength, and then, you know, once because I'll be honest, when Victoria was diagnosed, it, it had to be close close to a month. To tell you the truth, I was told to go online and look up Rett syndrome. The specialist looked at me and said, "Go home, go online, look up Rett syndrome," and I gave him a look like he had six heads. I said. You know, okay, aren't you supposed to be giving me papers here, excuse me, or or little pamphlets or anything? No, go home and look up Rett syndrome. So I did, and I was, of course, devastated. I I was in a shock, and then I brought myself out of it, and I said, you know, I have got to pick myself up so that she can get up because I'm I'm the one that's going to be her strength for a long time. And now. It seems like I said, uh, you know, about the mountain. When I get up in the morning and I see her face and she gives me that smile, boom! I, you know, she gives me strength. So, and I get, and it, it's a, it, it's like a, it, it's a constant circle. It just keeps, and we keep building each other up. And this is why, you know, I thought of having you on, and I said, you know, you're just really going out there and really putting the word out. And the more and more you do. You know, before you know it, it just, it won't be such a, you know, what is Rett syndrome? That's what I hear a lot from where I'm from. You know, what is it? So I'm passing cards out all the time. I'm, 
you know, we're having a ride in May, a motorcycle ride in May, ride for Rhett on the 30th. We're having one here in Maine from the Sons of Armageddon. They're putting it on. And, uh, you know, we're hoping for a very big turnout this year. So, you know, just to get just that, that one little word out can create such an impact. So, you know, well, that, that, old pebble, that pebble in the pond, you know, that little ripple uh, just spreads and spreads and spreads. And, I mean, uh, I, again, I, I don't believe there are, there are any accidents. I think everything happens for a reason. And, uh, you know, the fact that I've been, you know, totally ignorant of what Rets was and now to be involved and to hear this amazing story. I mean, uh, someday there's going to be a movie about you guys, uh, you know, and all of this amazing work than you do because it is it's not just a story about overcoming a disease i mean this is a real love story and you know when i talk to most people again i'm new to, to all of this and i tell you a story rosemary people just go i can't imagine i can't imagine and and yet you're not you're not only imagining it you're living it and instead of it you know i always would tell people you know by losing my leg and looking at it as a liability, I didn't understand also that it was an asset. And, and everything that looks as a negative can be just what you're talking about, Duncan. You're turning it around into an absolute positive and mm-hmm. uh, bringing in things like hope, et cetera. So th- that's the part that's just so heart-touching and, and warm here is that instead of this being a burden, this has, you know, been light and, and, and joy and Oh, okay. I'm gone again. How about now? Anything here? All right. Go ahead, Rosemary. Why don't you pick it up? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, There, Duncan. I think we lost him, didn't we? No, I know. Oh, yeah, we did lose him. Yeah, we lost him. Uh, Well, Uh, anyway, the show's going to close down. I uh, he may call in. We've only got a couple of minutes left, but. This is just, I, I'm overwhelmed how uh, how fantastic a show this this is. It is, uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm extremely touched by it. I think that he's doing a f- wonderful, fantastic, sometimes there's no words to describe. That's why I sometimes say I'm speechless or can't find the words, because that's the way it is here, as they say in the quote, world, is it's, I have people saying to me, you know, oh my goodness, it, it, that's the thing. I don't want people pitying. Nobody wants us. We don't want. We don't want pity. We want people to come to us and say, you know, you know, tell me about it. You know, pass me a card. Uh, you know, what what can I do? What will spread the word, spread awareness? You know, is there a place? I've had people tell say to me, you know, is there a website? Is there a phone number? Where can I go? And I we love that. We want to hear that. You know, we don't want to have the looks, you know, those those awkward looks like, oh, you know, because like, I've had that before. I've had people give me this awkward look when we brought Victoria into a store or a restaurant. You know, you get that pitiful, awkward look. No, you know, please don't pity us. You know, we're, you know, we, we want, and we want you to, to be a part. You know, that's the thing. The more yeah, it, people know, right. the closer. Yeah, yeah, I'm laughing because you know, uh, uh, lately again because of the the appearance, the non cosmetics of my uh, prosthesis, I get people running to help me, and you know, it's probably my gray hair also is. Uh, <laughs> well, then they should be running to help me as well, Tom. And so I laugh about it. Uh, yeah, and I just got a message. Uh, it's flashed. Um, 
from Duncan. He's going to try to connect again, but again, we're running out of time. What a fascinating guy, and as, as you are a, a fascinating woman, and uh, this is, again, this is an ongoing story about something way deeper than, you know, appearances and, uh, you know, the symptoms of a disease. Um, this is all about the heart. And uh, right. as you know, with uh, our little project, uh, Bean Town Pals, it's use your bean, trust your heart, you know, f- uh, follow your gut, and uh, build your character, and all of those things are, are happening here. Um, wow, I'm, I'm speechless. Why don't you pick it up? Okay. Uh, you know, I I actually at one point in time thought of a bean. I, I was going to, I thought of a, it would have to be purple, something for Rett syndrome. Um, it was just something that passed through my mind one day when I was, you know, Victoria has her beans in her bedroom, and I was looking at them, and I said, hmm, I said, you know, maybe I should mention it to, to, to Tom sometime and, and see how where that could go and, you know, just to get the word out there because you see a lot of different things, you know, for a lot of different uh, um, disabilities or diseases, you know, you say, but, you know, I would love to. We, we're trying to get more of that out there with the RET. And like you said, a movie, you know, I, I could just imagine <laughs> what that would be like. That would have to be, I would say, you'd have to have your tissues ready, but you'd also have to be holding on to your gut because that's the thing about laughter. We try to have laughter every single day here. You know, Victoria loves to laugh. It's trying to look at things a little lighter than what they really are. And like like even Duncan said, what he's doing, and it was just, it's, it was a complete honor having him here on the show. Oh, yeah, just an amazing guy. I mean, wow, the authority with which he speaks and the the insights he has, and I think that's uh, you know the purpose of this show is to take for everybody to understand. You know, it just blows my mind when people resign to a certain lifestyle, which really isn't a lifestyle. It's more of a a sleep style, um, you know, they're, you know, people aren't living to their full capacity. They don't, I think they don't understand the, 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 the power, you know, the limitlessness of, um, their potential. And so to see a story like this, where, you know, this man is, you know, off on a certain uh, path and that path is totally altered by, you know, uh, you know, a, a, a one situation. So, um, Kudos to him. Again, I'm kind of speechless uh, and overwhelmed here, so I'll turn it back to you. Um, definitely. I uh, I was just saying, you know, you, you were mentioning, you know, what you, you've dealt with through your life with your prosthesis. Well, I, I was 16. I started having seizures. I had grand mole, and it was actually one time that I almost didn't make it, but then, you know, I can remember coming to in the hospital, and I was postictal for I wouldn't say about uh, two hours or so close to two hours and now I look back at that now and I you know I see all the you know how far I've come especially with Victoria and you know and I just I just there's no such thing I keep telling everyone there's no such thing as impossible it's I'm possible and I you know and with Duncan here what he's doing um, you know he's making it possible Every single yeah, absolutely step, I mean, every single little yeah, baby with, step making it possible well and uh and he speaks with such conviction and uh totally believable and uh, overwhelming, like I said, 
Well, let's. Um, I, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I had not no idea what I was going to get into this morning, but uh, I really am um, speechless, and that doesn't happen too often. Uh, anything else you want to leave with the uh, listener before we take off here? Well, just to go to RettSyndrome.org, uh, go at Girl Power to Cure, and definitely Army of Us with Duncan Miller. Look these all up on Facebook, uh, check them out, read the girls' stories, really get to know and understand what Rett Syndrome is. And, uh, you know, just, and it's, it's not just all about, a lot of people think it's just donating money to charity. It's spread the awareness, get it out there, mention it to people, ask them if they've heard about it, uh, and especially share Duncan Miller's uh, Facebook page, and get and the Rett Syndrome Research Trust is another one you want to look into, and just really, really, I mean, we we're voices for our girls, and everyone could be a voice for our girls. You know, that's that's the key thing I want to say here. You know, once you know, be a voice. Yeah, excellent. I uh, again uh, just overpowered by uh, what I'm hearing. You know, and it, it's a it's a total you know what they call a paradigm shift. You know where. Everything today seems to be about um, getting, 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 and, uh, you know, we don't hear so much as giving, 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 and sacrifice, and, and and love, and attention, and the moment, and all of those things come into play every day for you, and instead of feeling that, again, that this is some type of burden, it's it's something that uh, brings more joy and, and love in your life than, than what the normal you know, if you want to call anything normal, uh, life is. Um, so just kudos to you guys. I'm just, uh, I'm in shock. 